Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. And I am your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. As you know, I'm always talking about freedom in all different forms, financial, time, location, and health freedom. And in that light, I'm always scouring the globe looking for entrepreneurs, people on the margin, the cutting edge, impacting the world. So today we have Holly Medwood, and she's the CEO of Monarch Social Media. And she's had a really a lot of experience with marketing, growth, online strategy. And today's going to be a great discussion. I'm really happy to talk to her. So Holly, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I know we had connected through Podmatch and it's a great resource. And so tell the audience about yourself and how you got started and we'll get into the conversation. Wonderful. So I got my start in social media just over 10 years ago. I was in school to become a creative writer and I had a blog. I used social media to promote it. I was noticed by the Toronto Path. And they said, can you do this for us from a business perspective? I said, yes. And that's how my career started. I left school and focused on social media full time. Fast forward 10 years, and now I own a social media agency that focuses on full-scale management for our clients. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, and I know, you know, the internet has really broken down barriers and people can start their careers on social media now. Uh, I think that's I think that's fantastic. Um, so you know we got a couple of um, overarching themes. We got um, we'll talk about some of the latest trends in social media marketing. Yeah, latest trends. I'm gonna guess the big one is is uh, TikTok. <laughs> How do you approach <laughs> that platform? It's usually a question I'm getting a lot lately. Trends on social media are constantly changing. The algorithms are constantly changing um, what they're building, but there are some base principles that remain the same and go back to traditional marketing that we use in digital marketing to really get in front of the target demographic, resonate with them, and create this closed community loop around the product or service that the brand or professional is offering. Yeah, I know in the United States, uh, the CEO of TikTok, they had he had to go in front of their considering banning it, and uh, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a company built a better product and uh, outperformed U.S. companies, and now you're trying to. Yeah, uh, I think the only thing that that hearing did was show how little a lot the lawmakers understand the infrastructure of the internet and how it works. I think that's the only thing that it did. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The. Um, 
political system here is another is for <laughs> but um let's see here okay so tiktok and um really like short form content video vertical and you know especially mm. sorry go ahead yeah so so tiktok yes short form content but also i don't know if you've ever watched a 10 minute tiktok have you i have not no but... okay so that's a newer feature they rolled out. Um, it's not available to every single creator, but it is for some. And the reason why is because TikTok search volume is now surpassing Google. Oh, wow. Right. So, so are you seeing trends more? Um, are you seeing, for example, um, uh, is this more common with uh, Gen Z and Alpha, Gen Millennials, um, or just all all across the board yeah, so that's usually the biggest misconception that i'll i'll kind of bust right away is it's not just gen z's on this platform um they probably are the most to create and publish out of all the demographics but i actually have a stat breakdown on our instagram feed of the age demographics on tiktok and it's really there's a lot of millennials x and boomers watching on that platform mm. So there's a very captive audience. The way that the algorithm is built is based on behavior. And so it's it's built to be addictive. And mm. you have this whole large group of people that are their attention is in that platform for hours on hours a day. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. My uh, my niece, my nieces, um, like they don't even watch TV anymore. They're always on TikTok just in YouTube. So, you know, how can businesses leverage social media platforms to increase their online presence? Yeah. So, so the first thing to start with is really understanding the target demographic, increase your online presence. Why do you want to increase your online presence? You always have to start from there. So if we take it from a physician standpoint, um, what is a physician's goal with having an online presence? Let me ask you that. Usually what is the main goal they have usually to reach out one is to educate one is the market one is to keep in touch with their um patients their client base and you know for subset there's usually physicians can use social media for um to build a brand build a business on top of it right so now we're starting to see that the personal individual is a brand so if we look at it from that perspective then we need to go into psychographic and behavioral data. So what are the motivators of the different demographics on each platform? So Facebook, there's not a lot of Gen Zs that are using Facebook. So what are you going to do on that platform to reach the age demographic that's active on there? And I'll be, I'll just keep it very simple. It's boomers. Boomers are on Facebook and they're very active on Facebook. So the way that you create content on that platform is going to be very different than the way that you create content on TikTok. So instead of looking at social media as a, I'm going to say this and then push it out to all these platforms, that's not the strategy anymore. That used to work. That's a very, that's a very Gary Vaynerchuk way of, of doing social media of, you know, to say things all the time and it's going to get somebody's attention. Maybe. Or it could annoy somebody. And if that message coming to somebody on Facebook is meant for a TikTok audience, then are they going to listen to you? Probably not. Or if you're creating your content content on Instagram, then sharing it to every other platform, is that content optimized for the user experience of that platform? 
Mm. Right. Being that if you just create an Instagram reel and then you upload it to to TikTok, the algorithms are going to see the watermarks. They're going to read that data and they're going to see, say, I'm not going to show this to everybody because you created this in another platform. So I start, I really see one of the biggest, (laughs) not mistakes, but things holding people back on social media is not treating each platform as its own separate entity. Yes, you can have commonalities in the themes of what you're sharing, but a lot of work needs to go into adjusting the tone of voice, the delivery of information, the way the information is is delivered to your audience. You know, Twitter, very different than TikTok. TikTok is watching, Twitter is reading. So those are very different demographics of people. Those are very different behaviors of people. Yeah, it's interesting because you uh, if you're affecting basically your target audience and there's different um, strategies and you you know you talk about go where your clients are um, for example a common objection to TikTok is um, oh, I can't dance or you know you know I'm not pretty all of this what are the most effective strategies for engaging with audiences on social media so the whole I can't dance thing is a very common misconception about TikTok. I'll give you an example of of a way that I use TikTok as a millennial living on her own that has a faulty sink that it wouldn't retract back into my sink, which seems like a very simple problem. I didn't know how to fix it. So I went on TikTok to a handyman's account and they showed me how to fix that in five minutes. So it's not about dancing. There's this huge, huge community of people that are teaching, that are sharing. There's niche communities. And then in terms of engaging those audience with TikTok specifically, it's about being approachable and authentic. And I'm going to use two brand examples, Um, Chipotle, the fast food chain, and then Gap. So Chipotle uses something called a UGC strategy where they rely on their community to talk about their product and post content. And then they reshare that content and they have millions of followers most of their videos are in the high hundreds of thousands of views. There's comments all over them. And then we contrast that to Gap, who at last check, I don't think they're over 100,000 followers. I'm not 100% sure on that. But you know, a lot of their videos have 14,000 views or lower. And the reason why is because those videos are created in studio with a whole production team. It's very professional. And that's not what's resonating with people on social media anymore. That perfectly polished look It might work on Instagram, but it doesn't work on TikTok. Mm. So if you want to engage your audience, you have to create a human connection with your audience, which means don't worry about how it comes out. Don't worry about having the perfect TikTok. Just post. Say something important, post. There's little tips and tricks you can use, like use a marketing hook. Um, I'll give you, you know, do you want to know how to get 10,000 more views on your TikTok? Keep watching this video. That's a marketing hook, right? Because it tells somebody, I'm going to tell you this bit of information if you keep watching. So there's little ways of engaging that way. Um, You know, some brands will use outrage as a strategy. I don't, um, we're seeing it now with Bud Light. And, you know, what, what has happened? Bud Light is part of our conversation. Whether you're for them or against them, it's part of our conversation. Everybody's talking about them. They're getting millions and millions and millions of free views because they've leveraged outrage. So, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can engage an audience when it comes to the individual and to the brand. You have to decide which tactic am I going to use that aligns with my values and that I want to be associated with my personal brand. Mm. 
Yeah, I love that. And since you touched on some of the uh, you know the do's and don'ts of social media marketing, and it's and it's almost it's like a skill. So um, it's good to have like a general concept, and then hire like a firm such as yours. Um, how do businesses measure success of their marketing efforts? Is it followers? You know, all of, um, followers again. So one of the issues with social media industries, it's it's um, Facebook has been around for nineteen years, I think. Uh, as an industry, when we do it as a job, it's really just past a decade. The The way that we used to quantify success in the past was followers. But then we have this, you know, we saw this infiltration of fake accounts, bot accounts. You can buy followers. You can gamify followers, use black hat techniques to get those people. So it's not honest. So when it comes to social media, the actual metric that matters is awareness. Followers are, you know, if, if brands could switch their focus to I'm going to generate as much awareness as I can versus I'm going to focus on building my followers, they're going to see much more ROI in terms of, you know, bottom of the funnel marketing, uh, marketing funnel. Social media, if we look at marketing in a funnel, social media is at the top. Our goal is to get as many eyes as possible to get people to engage, to get people to visit your website. So in the middle of the funnel, you know, the, the marketing person responsible for that piece, email marketing, um, SMS marketing, blog articles, has the ability to nurture that person into a brand loyalist, into a community member, and convert them into whatever it is, a sale, a member, a subscriber. So instead of going, oh, I want 10,000 followers, change the goals. I want 50,000 impressions this month. I want 25,000 engagements this month. I want to increase the rate of the commenting on my account. Because when you do those things, that's the metric that the algorithms are looking at to gauge whether or not they're going to show your content to a new audience. They don't care about your follower numbers. That's a vanity metric. And, you know, I would argue it's just a, a lot of times it's an ego boost. And when you start to have people putting the emphasis on that number, then they're ignoring all of the opportunity that exists within the strategy that actually works to create revenue. Really, um, yeah, that's awesome. I really love that. And it's like, it's like there's, um, I think it's a thousand true fans or hundred true fans, but you only need like a small um, segment, and they're like they're loyal, you're they're loyal, and they'll follow you everywhere, and they'll support you. Um, so with that, we can segue into how can businesses use social media to build loyalty and um, mm -hmm. and increase business. Yeah. So if we take it from, uh, let's take it from a physician point of view, when somebody is looking for a physician to deal with whatever issue, they want the person that's the most qualified in that space and that they have a really good personal interaction with, where they feel safe enough to be vulnerable with whatever bodily issue, mental, whatever the issue is, they want to feel safe with that person. So from a physician standpoint, you need to create that trust and you need to represent your expertise. So education is huge. If um, if you specialize in something that can really help a lot of people, break that down and don't talk to your audience like you're talking to another physician. Put it in everyday language in layman's terms. You can use AI to help you out with this. So my sister is a physiotherapist and sometimes she'll go off on a tangent using all these scientific terms and I'm going, explain it to me like I'm five. And now with, you know, programs like chat GPT, you could take that information with all the scientific language, 
copy paste it into chat GBT and say, explain this to me like I'm five. And it'll give you an explanation that's, and I'm not saying the average population can only has the ability to understand at a five-year-old level, but when you simplify it that way, it's easier for people to connect to the message. So it's definitely making your information a little bit more casual, approachable, understandable, and really talking about the way that you can approach solving problems. That's the simplest strategy is problem solution. You know, you're having, um, let's use a dermatologist for an example. You have texture on your face from, you know, and as you age, this is happening. Here are some products that may help with that, right? That's the problem solution. Or um, you have a lot of neck pain in, you know, do you work at your desk all day? Do you sit on your phone doing social media all day? Here are some solutions that can help, some stretches, some topicals, some treatments that can help with that. Uh, so education is a huge part of things, but explaining the approach to your process when it comes to clients. So what does the intake process look like? What information do you collect about your clients? Um, how long do your clients work with you? Can you get your clients to create UGC, so user-generated content, about what it's like to work with you? That testimonial word of mouth side of things is still the most effective way of marketing. Word of mouth marketing will never be replaced by anything, but you can absolutely start to pull that into your online strategy and diversify out that way. Mm. So yeah, I would say from, from a physician standpoint, educate. One thing... Um... You know, we talk about about the physician community is a lot of physicians, they don't want to use um, social media because um, it can get them in trouble or, hmm. you know, like these things with privacy, you know, how can physicians and businesses effectively manage their social media presence, you know, stay out of trouble, build a brand and and use it for, for what it's intended to you? I would say hire a social media agency that will uh, pay attention to the rules and regulations of your governing college, but also understand crisis communication and the things that we do and don't post on social media. Um, if you cannot separate your personal from your professional, then do not manage your social media. That's this very simple thing. Politics, stay out of your professional social media. Um, your personal beliefs on what other people should be doing with their lives from a you know, societal standpoint stays out of social media. Um, you know, anything, I, I don't like outrage as a strategy. Uh, I think that it's it's just disingenuous. I, I would say don't lean in on outrage as a strategy. Like, I know that this is the controversial thing to say, but maybe don't say anything about COVID. I mean, I know with doctors, like, you know, you'd think, but that's getting this whole community in trouble and it has for the past couple of years. So instead of putting that out on social media, maybe like if you need to talk about controversial su subjects, do it in a gated community, do it on your Patreon, do it in a Zoom webinar, do it somewhere where, you know, you're not just blasting that out to the general public, because then as soon as you put it out there, you can't control the narrative on social media as much as you can control the narrative on something that's gated and you're really monitoring who's in your community and why they're there. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And, um, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I scroll through social media sometimes and there's like all these like algorithms try to like get you to like trigger you and get you to react. And um, so it's like anything of that nature, you just have to like either um, mute it, you know, block it, turn it off. And you can, the beauty of social media is you, you can direct the narrative so you can, you know, you don't have to talk about, you know, these controversial, you basically you're, you're offering some, 
level of value and education um, to your audience. So I, I love that. Um, yeah. And that comes down to personal use and having boundaries around the way that you, you use social media. I always say to anybody, you know, I, it was something I went through with my parents because they're newer to social media. I said, if, if you read a headline and it makes you feel an emotion, anger, sadness, any of these negative associating emotions, don't click on it. Cause that's what it's like. It's trying to get you to feel something to click on it. That's what clickbait is. Um, so I think we need to be a little bit smarter than the machines and really put some conscious thought in behind what am I consuming? Yeah. And, um, you know, this has been a great conversation, you know, um, you know, final thoughts, you know, your, the future of social media trends, predictions, how can businesses stay up to date with, you know, so much change with, you know, the algorithms. Yeah. Video content will always be prioritized. Uh, so start, if you haven't invested in your video strategy yet, you need to start, uh, claim all of your accounts across social media, even if you're not active on those platforms yet, because the popularity and the user base of the platforms will always grow and change with development and start to get into the habit of learning on a regular basis. This is the most important thing. If somebody tells me that they go to school for social media, I, it's an automatic, I won't hire you. And the reason why is because it changes way too fast for a university to teach this stuff. So you have to get into the habit of self-teaching every single day, going to online courses that are usually for free and really learning the ins and outs of these platforms. Instagram account, we what we do is we just provide social media education. That's it. We don't really talk about our services that much. We just educate on social media as the platforms change. So find those voices find those accounts and really pay attention to them because you can you can get the cheat codes just by listening to the people who spend all of their time every single day in these platforms as a job yeah, yeah. it's awesome like you can do all your research there um it's fan it's a fantastic tool technology um i love this i love talking about tools and how you can be you know, democratize and increase freedom so how can people contact you follow you and reach out to you yeah, so Monarch Social Media on all platforms, simple as that. Uh, www. Uh, if you'd like to contact me directly, it's just Holly at Monarchs. We do work with physicians. Uh, we have a really awesome one that we're working on a crazy strategy for in the chiropractic space. Um, so at the very least, I'm always open to conversations about what's possible, what pain points are that that person is experiencing without any obligation, because at the end of the day, social media is a tool. And we're with all of the changes that are happening in the internet in terms of AI, it's really, you just see this whole community of business owners, brands, personalities that haven't even dipped their toe into what they need to be focusing on from a digital perspective. So please reach out. Uh, we love having conversations. Uh, the best place to follow us would be on Instagram because that's, uh, that's my favorite platform as a millennial. That's mm -hmm. where I'm going to post most of the content. And, and go where your audience and tribe is. Um, let's thank the, for the audience, let's thank, uh, Holly for coming onto the show, talking about social media trends. And with that, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed the conversation. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, Hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.